Hey, you guys, it's me, Tamara J. Oliveira, coming to you from the Motherly Blessings Care Legacy Passion Protection Program in the air where we are daring and caring to be the difference. And so, my friends, before I get out all of these excerpts to you guys without great ends, I wanted you guys to know that I'm about to drop um, a little knowledge in your lap. Um, some of these are a little bit lengthy, but the reason why is because it's taken me quite a bit. I've been working on other projects, so I do apologize but that does not diminish anything within my eyes as far as I'm concerned everything is equal so you guys um as fickle as life is I'm going to let you guys know that a lot of this started about all of our kids this started about talking about life and the liberties within it and all of the passion that I have and the drives and feeling a sense of purpose but it's not just about that it's about love it's about longevity of life and it's about the layers that we have within it and I hope a lot of people that are not feeling so great about themselves that do not understand the magnanimous nature that they actually have within them I hope instead of them focusing on the sinister or the um insidious nature of man instead of looking at the bad in people Sometimes you guys got to kind of embrace the good because sometimes I could find so much bad in this world that I really do have to focus on the good. Even if it's 1%, I'm going to focus on it right now and um, pull as much positive energy as I possibly can. Sometimes when we're uncomfortable in the way that we look at things, we change. Okay. We change the things within our environment. We become more structured. We become more defiant of... uh, Oh, dear, sweet love. And so today is such a magnanimous day because I allow things to go my way. I remind myself of why I am here, the purpose for my placement and the reason for all of our tears. It's amazing how people can feel this challenge of feeling quite uncomfortable within their skin and still starting to project those emotions on other people as if it is their own society's reason for them having their own deficiency. Perhaps, you never know. It's amazing how we all grow. Anywho, I believe that there's an 80-20 rule, and I believe it's because I'm always trying to see at least 80% of the best of everyone. You know what I mean? But in reality, I know that there's that 20% of you That's literally not the best of the best. Nobody's meant to be 100%. Don't get me twisted in any way, shape, or form, but I love people 100%. I love people knowing that you might be an 80 or you might be a 20. There are people out here that walk around and 80% of their heart is nothing but passion and wisdom and good grace. And they fight for the good fight. And about 20% of that is that selfishness, that survival mode that that person has. That's always going to be the deficiency because it's always going to be the self-preservation. The mindset itself will always be aligned with where that person needs to be. And that is ingrained. That is a self-survival mode that is ingrained from a child. it's, It's from being a child. Okay, and knowing the things that you're going to need in this life. So it's knowing that when man was growing up, man would have to kill in order to provide for his wife. His wife had children. Okay, the good, bad and ugly within every single situation is everyone seemed to have a placement within society. Okay, but when it comes to 80-20, when it comes to understanding The diversity that's within each and every sector of our society, then it's truly understanding that there's good, bad, and there's ugly in everyone. And that gauge of good, bad, and ugly, you might have 80% good. And that that bad might not be in that 20%. That bad might be 19%. But that ugly might be one. Or that bad might be 1% and that ugly might be 19 And there might be just a small distance, a small gap that allows us the 
the malleability, the ability to be agile enough with that person to acclimate an attitude with them, where you understand the ingrained and you're actually capable of helping them progress because you understand the deficiency and it doesn't define them. You understand the explorative part of them and it does not exclude them. It's not exclusively just them. It's inclusive of their character. Man is not meant to be comfortable. Man is meant to be magnanimous. I never read anything in the Bible that said that someone had great comforts of life. Because if they did, it was normally someone that was surrounded by their family that ate food and grew with their family. Breaking of bread. That's it. Who knows the greatest gift of law than people sitting down and loving one another? But when you bring someone to your table to eat, When you bring someone into your house to be clothed or to sleep, you have to know with definitive passion that everyone in this world, regardless of their chain reaction, okay, regardless of what happens to them, how they're affected, where they run with it, how they feel about it, it does not matter. Everybody in this world has to understand that the chain reaction of what people do when they're inside of your home You have to understand that that person has 80% capacity to be the best person that they possibly could be. But then I need you guys to remember something. Every single program in this world, definitively, if you're at a 20% rate of passing, it is considered a success. And the only way that you can have a 20% rate of being a failure and yet still find it as passing is because you have an 80% range of good. That is why and a person with 80% can walk and walk scot-free and feel okay with themselves because they're good and it's not a whole thing. But they're good because they understand that they have different levels of themselves. If you look at someone and you think that they're nice all the time, you're crazy. If you say to yourself, oh my God, that person's just the nicest person. They wouldn't have done nothing bad to anybody in this whole entire world. Blah, blah, blah. You're not in that person's brain, quite frankly. And what somebody exhibits to the community, what people exhibit to everyone in this world is not the same as what they exhibit when they're all by themselves. And it's not the same as what they exhibit when they're thinking. It's not the same as what they feel. In the abyss of their soul. One of the most malignant things that you can do in this society is ignore the way that someone feels ingrained in their soul. A person that feels ignored will make you hear them. They will make bridges fall. They will light fires. They will burn things. And they will hurt people. Because they want to be heard it's being frustrated but if you allow everyone to speak oh my goodness what kind of conversations are you having and quite frankly let's get serious who can keep up with you how manipulated and maniacal would that be in society if everyone could sit there and twist things and turn things so that people could only see the ugly and the ugly might only be one percent But that's all everyone seems to be focused on. Not the 80%. That's all good. You're not focused on, oh, okay, yeah, maybe the 15% that might be bad or or the 18 to 19% that might be bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that ugly 1%, you seem to be just whole hog pinned on it. And when people need to be focused on that 1% of ugly, they're focused on the 80% of good. And when I change my mode and tell you I have to focus on the 1% and you don't understand why, you're like, hey, 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 hey. We got all these good people over here. 
You come over here and help us with these good people over here. And what I'm saying to you is pump your brakes, switch lanes with me, and understand that if you want to keep driving, that your passengers need to take a pit stop. You need to be dropping some people off. You need to understand within your brain that when you have 80 and 20, that a part of that 20 is ugly. Because a part of good, there's a part of good is just good. It's good. It's magnificent. It's great. But there are ugly people out here in this world. And there will always be. And if you pretend that every person that comes into this world is a great person, that they're a good person, that every person deserves to a second chance and a third chance. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, depending on what that person has done in this life, there are some people in this world that do not deserve second chances. If you have the ability to destroy a child with your speech, With the implementation of your ideology, if you have the ability to destroy a child just by taking something from them, from their, from their birth, something that's ingrained in them, you do not deserve a second chance with me. That is ugly. So based upon the definitive actions of man, based upon the definitive actions of woman and child, I do not take myself out of the equation all of the time. Sometimes I take them out of the equation because I can't afford to be a part of an equation that has an ugly foundation. I understand in this world that there is good and bad and good and bad I will deal with. On the scales of justice, the scales of justice are set up for the good and the bad. The scales of justice are not set up for ugly. And that is why time and time and time again, people have circumvented justice. And now it is time for people to understand that justice cannot be circumvented time and time and time again. It's not about the good and the bad. It's about the ugly sometimes. So while everyone out here in this world is doing whatever they're doing um, and screwing whoever they're screwing or trying to assist whoever they're trying to assist, I hope you guys really understand that this is all about being sweet to each other. It's about being complete with each other. And it's also about being discreet with each other. There's a sense of anonymity that must be taken When you're dealing with people, you have to understand that there is lawlessness. You have to understand that there is a sense of ingrained, um, ingrained, I want to say privilege. It's like their address. It's like where they're, where, where they are mentally, like ingrained privilege. I mean, I, it's, it's like, it's almost like trying to make someone wither, like trying to make someone look ugly, just as, as someone else is portrayed to be. It's trying to make someone feel so uncomfortable in their skin that they're not even a part of the equation anymore. And it's structured. It's structured to make someone move. It's structured to make someone's momentum be maliciously manipulated. There are people that want things to die out in this life. Is there good, bad, and ugly in all of us? Yes. But the question is, is how much of the good, bad, and the ugly are you willing to exhibit in society? And how much of that good, bad, and ugly is actually a passive aggressive? Because the last thing I want you to do is to put your child in harm's way by putting them in front of a doctor who's awful ugly. And who has nothing but an insidious nature for your children. That's the last thing I want to do is put someone in a house with someone that has an insidious nature for uh, the, the skin of a child. I'm very uncomfortable with the way that I've seen things happen. The, the insidious nature of mankind and womankind. And why I say man is because man in, involved is the man. When I say man, it's mankind. So we'll keep women and children in there so I don't have to keep throwing it out there over and over and over again. 
I'm normally all shits and giggles. I'm normally pushing everything out there in such a happy manner, but I really want people to understand that there are a lot of people out here in this world and a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but sometimes it's what you say. It's the way you say it. It's the way that you loop things, the way that you reiterate things, the way that people perceive things that make people recuse themselves from the realm of reality from which you choose to devote your time and dedication to. If you live your life in a meta What do they call that? What does he call that? Metaphysical way? Or what did he call that? The meta land? The meta world? Whatever they want to call that. If you want to live your life in computers, if you want to live your life in the secondary, living in the secondary is not living vicariously. That's not living. That's just a state of stagnation. Living is the ability to thrive. Living is the ability to strive. It's having that ability to know that there are avenues and boulevards and streets that are everywhere in this world. It's to understand that you jump leaps and bounds everywhere you go. And that in some situations, in some circumstances, it's imperative for you to take baby steps. When you get around um, certain people and you don't understand them and you're in a different dialect and you feel like you're in a different demeanor, you feel like you guys are dealing with each other in different ways. When you get to that um, point where you're dealing with people like that, it's very imperative for you to understand that they might feel a discernment. They might feel disrespected because of the way that I choose to I don't want to call it an abrasive demeanor, but it is the way that I advertise the way that I am. I'm not always going to be comfortable within my skin. I'm not meant to be. Everything in this world happens for a reason. Everything in this world becomes a trigger. There are things that catapult us into the next characteristic, into the next chapter into the next trait that we will develop from the last life skill that we've had, the last life lesson. So if there's anything that I take from this world, it's understanding that in my mind that there's only good and bad. But in reality, in my heart, in reality, okay, there's good, bad, and ugly. And there's always been. And that I, and that I need people in this world to understand that When you talk about good, bad, and ugly, when you say things like that, okay, that good, bad, and ugly can apply to a child. There are some ugly children out here. There are some ugly adults out here. It is what it is, ultimately. And when it comes to the way that we graft ourselves, when it comes to the way that we deal with people on a daily basis, I need people to understand that we are amazing individuals, but we are not meant to support the factors of ugly. We are not, as soon as we find the indicators of ugly, we are meant to take ugly out of the equation. It's not even supposed to be within the realm of our circumference, the realm of our Cipher. That's your rock. The realm of your cipher is your rock. It is your it is your support system. It is what will protect each and every person in a village. It is what creates the chain reaction itself. And so I'm curious if people truly understand the realm of their cipher. If they understand who they have around them, when they have around them. And that's why it makes it so important for people to know the buddy system. For them to know who their children are around, when they're around them, how they're around them. To know the parents of the other children that they're around. And if you don't know them, then to keep your children at home, not in the streets. Because if you let your children stay in the streets, that is exactly where they will be. 
Now, let me throw this on the flip side real quick, because I want you guys to understand that my business ultimately came from messing with CPS. So when we talk about and it's not just CPS, because this started so much longer than CPS This started back when I was 17. So um, but when we talk about CPS and we talk about the children and I talk about the good, bad, and ugly, I want you guys to understand something. When your children go into a service or a foster care, they can start out very, very good. Everybody starts out good. We are all born good. And then through the experiences that we have in this life, some of us start to become bad. And it's based upon the period of criminality and how we associate it within our lives. But as we get older, we develop ugly. And ugly becomes ingrained. It, it, it is insidious. It is the insidious nature of man. And I want you guys to understand something. Once every blue moon, ugly will rear its head from every person in this world. There will be a moment where you're going to have to show someone you're nasty. And normally, because of my nature, when I show people my nasty... They don't realize that I'm being nasty because when I'm being nasty, I feel bad because I know I'm being malicious, but it's like a pit bull. It's like a beast mode. It's something that you're supposed to be doing. It's a protective. It's a, it's a offensive, not a defensive. It's a protective mode. What people do with their animals is their their dogs that guard their houses. A lot of them let them out in their yard. Why do they let them out in your, your, their, their yard, you guys? Why do they let them patrol the perimeter? They sleep on the inside of the house most times at nighttime. But they patrol, they patrol the perimeter on the outside. Why is that? Because they're for offense. The man inside of the house is for the defense. So if you look at the ocular definition, if you're looking at the sinister, if you're looking for the symmetry or the synchronicity, then understand that the reason why so many different ways that I will talk about, they're so interwoven, it's so interchangeable, and yet it's not. It never was. The seams of society are the seams of society. We are all connected. But as the seams of society unravel, chaos will come into effect. And the only way you keep the seams of society together is by coordinating respect, by coordinating principle, standards, procedures of projection, If you want your children to continue to be the best versions of them that they could possibly ever be, then you have to show them not to steal. You have to show them not to lie, but to love, to laugh, to live, to lavish. If you want someone to be the richest person in this world, All you have to do is show them what is the most important things in life. Yesterday, my daughter had a party. She got every gift in that party that she could have possibly wanted, but she's still not happy. The only thing that will make a child happy in this life is their parents, is their family, their bloodline, their legacy. Only when a child is with their legacy, only when a child is with their parents, do they feel whole. So when you speak about foster cares out here, when you talk about a lot of things that are out here, I'm not trying to say that there are bad foster foster homes out here. Don't get me wrong. But I'm trying to tell you that you have a broken child. They are fractured. And they're not coming back from fractured. And fractured children in this world are already on the cusp. They're already on the line going bad because they're fractured. Take an egg. Break it. Is it any good to you? 
with all the shells in it? Can you eat that? That's like your children. People will take your children in a delicate state and they'll break them. And then they'll leave them alone. They won't be worth nothing to society. So be careful with your intentions. Be careful with the things that you do when you do the things that you do in this society. Be careful with using people's words. Be careful with the projections that you use. Because sometimes in this life, you don't understand the stories that are behind the projections that you see. Sometimes in life, the imagery that you see is so deep that it drives all the way to the core of who you are. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And sometimes people in this world can proclaim to be doing so much good and in fact be doing so much ugly. And some people in this world can be claiming to do so much ugly or look like they're doing so much ugly. Sound like they're doing so much ugly. Man, you could have swore that they were ugly. And lo and behold, you look at them and you say to yourself, My God, she is one of the most beautiful, bountiful, boisterous people I've ever met in my life. And all I could see when she was speaking was the ugly. All I could hear was the bad. All I could hear was the negative. And then I want you guys to understand something. When you guys get done with this experience, when you get done with me dropping this bomb of knowledge on you, when when we get done with all of this, I want you guys to understand something, okay? And life, a little green, a little understanding, a little reciprocity, recycling our thoughts, recycling our resources, it matters, you guys. The pitter-patter of feet and our homes, it matters. It's what makes us whole. The laughter is what makes us whole. Living life is what makes us whole. So if you feel uncomfortable with the way that you are right now, if you feel uncomfortable about being on the, the edge, on the precipice of ugly, some of you guys don't have to worry about that because you've already jumped into ugly. You've already exhibited what you are, who you are, and how you are. And some of you guys, even in the darkness, I can still see you shine. Even with your ugly, I still see the good in you. So once long ago, I said to a man who was uh, very unwise and thought he was wiser than I, I said to him that, My biggest fault in this life, my biggest weakness is that I have always strived to see the best in people. And what he thought I said was, what he interpreted was that they let me down. And I never said they let me down. I just said that my biggest fault in life is that I always strive to see the best in people. That's excluding the fact that I understand that all of them have a part of ugly inside of everyone. And we might not always show it. And some of us might show it passive aggressively. But until you understand the baseline, until you understand what I am and why I am the way I am and the purpose of my placement and understanding why I have the power of knowledge that I have, why I have the purpose and the calling of what I do and why I take things out of pocket and kickstart them and kick rocks and keep it moving. It's for a reason. And it's not playing with people. It's not trying to trigger the ugly. It's stating that the ugly was already there. But I'm trying to see the best of the best in you. I'm trying to break bread with you. So food for thought. I hope you guys are eating with me. We are living in a society of mixed cultures. And as unique as that opportunity is, I think sometimes some people forget the 
terminological analogies or the terminological environmental analogies that are used, that are universal, but may have an underlying tone or a differential, a factor that causes it to be the same and yet so very different. For instance, when I was 15 years old, I was living in Baltimore, and I remember um, we went to a club, and uh, of course I chalked my ID, but um, we went to this club, and uh, I remember I saw someone smoking, and I said, geez, you look like you're fiending. Come to find out, I'm from New York. So fiending in New York back in 95 was more along the lines of cigarettes. Um, I would always hear people, because I lived in suburbia, um, I would always hear people saying, you know, I'm fiending for a cigarette, and I can't wait to get out on break. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, wow, you guys look like, you know, because you're hitting it really hard, and like, you chain smoke and stuff like that. So I said it to someone, and he pulled out a gun. My cousin jumped in the middle. It was a different kind of reaction. Things are different nowadays. So when we talk about terminology... When I talk about language itself, there is some language that I can say that simply does not, it it does not provoke or invoke any sort of action, but to some other people, it might provoke or invoke a dramatic or drastic demeanor. And this demeanor might be very far from the perceived action that one would have thought that one would have gotten. So if you hear me state something and then you wonder why I spend a lot of time using um, analogies or breaking down the ultimate um, definitions of what something is. It is only to make sure that we are procuring the same platform of presence of mind. It's to make sure that we have a simultaneous understanding and that there is no factors of differential. There are no factors of, of decay so to speak. There is no way to suppress, oppress, or omit any sort of facts. A fact is a fact. So the fact of the matter is, love is love, life is life, and life is meant for living. A lot of people are here to seize seize the day as far as life is concerned, but seizing the day as far as life is concerned is giving and not just living, but it's also forgiving. There are a lot of people that will trespass against a lot of things and not understand the totality of their actions. But sometimes we have to be bigger people, remember, to keep pushing. It does not deteriorate our own demeanor or it does not degrade our own, you know, our display of the way that we feel within our own lives. I think it's really important for people to remember that we as human beings, we thrive together and we grow together. And it's very important for us to have an understanding of what we know together. It's very easy for people to play the shame game and the blame game. But I think it's a little bit harder to play the authenticity game. So I'm starting with that one because authenticity balances chaos every time. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. And this is Tamara J. Alavaro coming to you from the Motherly Blessings Care Legacy Passion Protection Program. And the air where we are daring and caring to be the difference. Be forewarned. This session contains profanity. It is recommended that you are of a mature mind frame in order to endure the words that are going to come out of my mouth. We are living in a generation right now where we have to decide whether we want to embrace deception and envy or truth and empowerment. If we lie, we take the beast out of ourselves. We take out the fight. And we lose any sort of power that we would have had that was underlying. But within ourselves, we carry 
inspiration within ourselves. We carry our own hope, our own passions. And what we give back and what we gain should be about on the same level. For we get back wisdom within the years and we give out light bound with tears, with love. If you use your gut instinct, if you use your intuition, where do you think it makes you lie right now? Where exactly do you find yourself in alignment? There are a lot of people right now that are aligning themselves with this ideology, and I'm, I call it FIS, okay? It's called the fuckets, okay? And what people do is some people even have fuck it buckets, okay? So they go through life harming people at an astronomical rate. And they just literally rip through people. And this will be guys and females, okay? And they basically go through life with the ideology that you hurt me, so therefore I'll hurt someone else. Even though that sounds narcissistic, it's not really narcissistic. It's just hurt people hurting people, right? Now stick with me on this one. It's very hard for people to self-reflect. It's hard for people to see their own self-image because some people prefer to lie to themselves just as much as they lie to others around them. Some people prefer to put themselves on a pedestal for things that they have never truly done. And lie about the capacity of their character. When you say, fuck it, okay? You say, forget integrity. You say, forget law. What? Bills? Forget those. But you also say, fuck it to ethics and morale and progression. So I'm going to explain to you why I'm doing this session in particular. Because I have caught myself dropping profanity. You know, F-bombs, B-bombs. You know, you're just going all out there. Okay? Kind of like I was just on that wagon and jumped right off and rolled and, you know, jumped back up, clicked my head twice to the right and, you know, kept it moving. Now, if you don't understand that analogy, one day you will, if you actually get an opportunity to know the underlying story. So most people, when they hear this, they'll go, what is she talking about? But I assure you, if you keep listening one day, you'll understand. But that being said, profanity is a way that people have showed their frustration for a very long time. I'm talking about generational And I think that knowing you're saying something that's wrong provokes this sense of entitlement. Like I'm grown and I can say what I want to say. I'm grown, I pay my own bills, I'll do what I want to do. And then you have to think to yourself, you know, you're planting seeds for future deeds. You have your children out here and they'll hear those words those words of discouragement and belittlement, those words of defamation, those words that are meant to tear down instead of empower. So I thought to myself, why are they cursing? What's all this cussing about? Why is everybody getting so irate? And then I realized... It's just everybody's frustrated at the same time. And when you're in a scenario where people aren't listening to each other, or they feel like they've talked to each other, but nothing really went through and sunk in, there was no follow-through, let alone a follow-up, but follow-through, you know, that breakthrough methodology, 
that people yearn for. There's no connection, no reciprocity. So people find themselves in that fuck it mode. And what they do is they carry that bucket of fuck it's wherever they go. And some of those people don't realize that that mentality, that demeanor, that way of life, it becomes contagious. And it's not toxic. It's just that someone's really living in a very turbulent state of mind. And see, that's what's wrong with people nowadays. That's what's, where people have gone so wrong. People have gotten to the point where they've forgotten that it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay for you to scream. As long as you don't put your hands on somebody, it's okay for you to scream and shout, you know. But it's not okay for you to be inhumane. It's not okay for you to hurt people because you're hurt. It's not okay for you to humiliate people because you feel empowered. It's not okay to demean people. But in the same respect, there's one thing that I know that's probably not going to come out right. And I'd like people to understand this. You lose all sense of power and all sense of authority of yourself when you lie to yourself and you believe in things that really aren't worth you believing in. See, I believe in my legacy and I believe in preparing them for the future. I believe that their worth our inspiration and our light. I believe that they're worth our love and that they're worth being lavished with layers of love that, quite frankly, would protect them for years to come and that they would learn to pass on that love to theirs and that theirs would learn to pass on it to theirs. And by loving themselves so much, they would learn to love everyone around them with the same capacity like we used to like we still do. It just kind of gets muffled by all the fuck hits. So I guess what I'm saying is when you get done being upset, when you realize that it's okay for people to hurt around you, that it's okay for people to have bad days. When you realize that you're not an authority, it's not for any of us to control someone's happiness. They have to find their happiness on their own. It's not for us to control someone's occupation. It's only for us to give them a pathway to get there. It's for us to give them the opportunity when they arrive, but not for us to find a way for them to come. I guess what I'm saying is we're like living, but some of us aren't truly living. And life is about embracing transformation. It's about living beyond those moments where you're just so frustrated that you don't feel like dealing with people. It's about bringing together one legacy after another and understanding that you're holding the key to their inspiration in your hands. And it's about exhibiting the most utmost intention of patience. And let me tell you, I believe I have seen so much patience that it has been utterly amazing if not miraculous and if you say to me well where did all this patience come from where are you seeing this patience where what are you saying what I'm saying is is that through all these fuck it's through all these things that have been happening 
People have found the patience to try. People have had the patience to continue to fight. Even when others have said, forget about it, they continue to push. Because that's your life purpose. And that was God's plan. That was a predestined plan. So if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But I hope you believe in healing. And I hope you understand that you can't live your life in fists forever. Because that's not truly a life. That's just a state of hatred. And it's really hard to hear people when you're in a state of hatred. So what I'm going to say to people is, if you hear someone and they seem like they're in that stage of this, or they're angry, please have the wisdom to understand that they are merely perform they're merely performing the action that they need to be performing right now. They're in a transformative stage. And that stage is what enlightens them. It is their life experience. It is what gives them that wisdom and have patience with people. Because sometimes it's easy for people to lie to themselves about how they feel about each other. Sometimes it's easier to tell somebody you don't love them and walk away than it is to hold on to people and embrace them during their, during their fist stage. So if somebody carries nothing but rage in their heart, sometimes it's just a lot easier to just let them go. Because I do believe... Long ago I heard, if something's truly meant to be with you and you let it go, it'll come back to you. So I have this ideology and I'm going to stick with it. And my ideology is, I'm going to let it go. But what I'm letting go is I'm letting go of the fists because you can't do anything with it. There's no reason to say fuck it because... There's so much things that you can do. And when you first cannot succeed, you must try and try and try again. For that is the recipe for success. And nothing can circumvent that recipe. So you guys, I guess what I'm saying is we're a work in progress. We're a work of art. As distorted as we may look, We are actually in in alignment. It's very easy to misjudge someone, something, an event, a circumstance from being on the outside. But if you misjudge someone, it leaves you in a state of fragility. That being said, I'd like every parent out there, every person out there listening to this to understand the reason why I'm calling this profanity is because sometimes you have to understand that through all the screaming, through all the profanity, there is hurt at the core. And if you're hard of hearing, I hope you heard that. If you hear someone screaming and cursing, it's because they're frustrated and they're hurt. And you can choose to judge them and lower yourself because you're showing the true content of your own character. Or you can choose to help them. But don't make it worse by judging them and labeling them. Because life goes on.
Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about life of criminality. Kills. I call it lock. So anyway, life of criminality kills because it puts you in a scenario where your patterns, your life choices, your movement, your decisions, they all get you into a state of stagnation where you're really not living your life. You're kind of dwindling. Now, depending on where you live at, you might be incarcerated or been in the penitentiary and might affect the way that you're going to be rehabilitated, whether or not you can get a job in the future, or even if you're viewed upon or if you're even viewed upon as being worthy of being addressed as a human being. However, have faith, have hope and keep pushing towards your your goals, but understand that if you choose to live a life of criminality, it kills any chance of opportunities for your future. There will be no new beginnings. The only thing that is supported is an empty leap of faith that will surely have you falling. The worst thing about a life of criminality is that when you become isolated, when you are all by yourself, it's not necessarily the best life in the world. But it hasn't always been the worst either. There are different levels of criminality. They've got bottom feeders and they've got big boys. Okay. But regardless of whatever level that you are on, a thief is a thief. A liar is a liar. Okay. Integrity is integrity and life is life. But life is not black and white. We have always lingered in a state of gray. And some of us in a state of black and blue. So although I have faith in many of the things that have happened in our past, I hope people remember this much. You are worth every opportunity in this world. Do not diminish your capacity for life. Do not diminish your dreams because of a moment of insanity. Think before you act. And when in doubt, toss the idea out because it's not worth your life. I'm not here to judge. I'm only here to basically say that I see everybody as a human being. And I think that everybody, good and bad, has a chance for redemption. But then again, who am I to judge?